0: And greetings in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are so thankful to the Lord for all that he has done, the ways that he has made for us out of no way. What a mighty God we serve, amen. And I am just happy for what the Lord is doing, amen. Amen, we hope that everything has been going well for you, amen. Let's have a word of prayer and then we will go into the word of God. Father, we give glory and praise to your name. We are so appreciative of all that you've done for us. Amen. We thank you, Lord, because it's of your mercy that we are not consumed. Your compassion, they fail not. They are new every morning. And we declare here and now, great is your faithfulness. Bless those that are listening, those that are in ready, that are out there, Lord. And let them be inspired and encouraged by the word of God. Let something be said that light a light in their lives and they may go forth in victory in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless your name now. Amen. Well, this morning, we want to just speak a word to you, amen, uh, that you may know me. And this is talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 9, amen, and verse 23 and 24, all right, thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory In his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glory glory in this, that he understand and know me that I am God. Uh, I exercise loving kindness and judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight saith the Lord. And then let's look at that in the message. The message puts it this way. God's message, let not the wise brag of their wisdom. Don't let uh, heroes brag of their explored. Don't let the rich brag of their riches. Amen. Uh, 24 said, but if you brag, brag of this and this only That you understand and know me, I am God, and I act in loving, in kindness. I do what might please me, and set things right and fair, and delight in those who do the same thing. These are my trademarks, saith the Lord. Amen. His trademark. He's famous for that. Uh, this particular verb to know, amen, occurs one thousand forty times, uh, nine hundred and ninety-five in Hebrews in the Hebrew Bible, and forty-seven times in the Arabic Bible. Essentially, yade means to know by observing and reflecting, thinking. Uh, and also it means to know by experiencing it. Sad to say many that attend churches every service and have attended for years don't know the Lord. They know church, but they don't know the Lord. God's chief desire is that man might know him. He, amen, is a God, amen, and we are so far removed from him that only he can introduce himself to us. And so, therefore, he has to take us on a journey that we can know who he is, amen, and may I say here, Amen. The way he does it from time to time is some of the things that we have to suffer. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number six through eight, he said, Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and he scourges every son whom he receives. He, and if ye endure chastising, God dealeth with you as with son. For what son is... Whom the father chasteneth not. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye, the word, bastards, and not son. May I say here, if there is no suffering, there is no knowing. When we go through different trials, it isn't because God don't love us. He loves us, but he's trying to get us to know who he is. And he does that because he exercises our senses and he leaves a little place there because they say whenever you learn something, it leaves an indenture in the brain. And so we know him by going through certain experiences with him. Amen. And then he brings us out. And uh, there are some scriptures that deliberately say God takes you through. And I know, amen, we think that we can just go through you without it, but uh, we are of a, of a nature of people that have to have something to leave a mark in our brains so that we can know who God is. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number eight, verse number three, this is what he said. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knowest not, neither did thy father know that he might make thee to know to know that man does not live by bread only but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God we look at that in the new living translation it says yes He humbled you by letting you go hungry, my God, my God, and then feed you with manna, a food previously unknown to your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone, amen, rather we live by every word that cometh from the mouth of God. One more translation. That is the message translation. And in the message translation, he put it this way. And he puts you through hard time. My God. He puts you through hard time. Amen. My God, I know we don't like those scriptures, but he said he puts you through hard time. He make you go hungry, huh? He makes you go hungry. Did he feed you with manna, something that neither you nor your parents knew anything about, so you you may learn that men do not and women do not live by bread alone, but live by every word that comes from God's mouth. It was Job, uh, man in. Uh, the 14th chapter in the first verse, that said, man that is born a woman is of a few days and they are full of trouble. Amen. If you don't know him, You can't trust him. And I heard one scripture says, amen, be still and know that I'm God. What you're going to do when you're going through the trial and tribulation? You are going to be still and know that I am God. Amen. When you know him, you know that what he allows is always good for you. This is how the apostle Paul put it in Romans 8:28 and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them that are called according to his purpose this modern day gospel that we have out here that tells you to give your life to Jesus. And once you give your life to Jesus, everything is going to be peaches and cream, honey. That is not so. Amen. We begin to look at the original in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28 Amen. This is what he said. Come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lonely in heart and you shall find rest unto your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden are light. This yoke that was given to us is not given to us as jewelry to wear around our neck. This yoke is so that we can carry a load but the thing I like about it if you just look to your right or your left you will see that he's right there with you. You're walking beside but he is the one that's really carrying the load he is carrying the heavy part all you are doing are walking with him but he's carrying you through this that you might know him even jesus christ the lord from glory the bible said he learned obedient through the things he suffered if he being the lord from glory had to suffer what about us We, too, must suffer, and we bless God for that. John 16, 30, say, These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And because he went through it for you and for me, we can go through as well. I could have titled this message, Amen, the missing ingredients, which is faith. Because it seems as if now, amen, we don't have the faith and every time something go a little contrary with us, we lose our faith in God. But the thing that happen is to, amen, establish your faith in God. Look at all the heroes in the Bible that went through so much stuff. They went through, amen, that their faith may grow, God don't just throw you in an ocean He'll throw you in a pool first So those little things That you're going through right now Amen, that's getting you ready for something Bigger, amen, but don't worry Don't worry, don't worry Amen, He will make a way For you, He will deliver You, amen Uh, The Bible says that I don't care how much gospel that you Hear, how much word you hear There must be a mixing Of that word with your faith. If there is no mixing, there is no faith. Look at Hebrews chapter 4 verse number 2. This is what it says. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter unto rest as he says, as I have, uh, sworn in my wrath, uh, if they shall enter unto my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Amen. So what that mean is, amen, we go through, amen, this. And when, 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 when God is coming, he's given coming that we can have some faith that we can have faith in him. And he builds on small things and builds it up to bigger things. Amen, that we can have faith. And if you would notice the one thing that you have to fight, Look at Ephesians chapter six, and this is what it said. Stand therefore, having your lungs girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And verse 16 says above all, amen, above all, that means above everything else, take the shield of faith, work with ye shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked. Amen. The devil is always shooting dots at your mind. Amen. Every, you you can be walking along and all of a sudden this thought looking like to come from nowhere. Amen. It's the devil shooting at your mind. If he can get you to take that thought and gulp it and keep on thinking about it, he will mess your life up. But friends of mine, let me tell you what you want to do. You want to dismiss it. And I'm glad the devil don't know what you're thinking. If he knew exactly what you're thinking, hey man, he could destroy you. But what he throws something at you, then you turn around and get in the word of God and meditate in the word. That's why David said in Psalms one, in his law does he meditate day and night. So what we got to do, honey, you don't just get faith from nowhere. You got to get in the word of God. This age that we are living in, this age of distraction. I look at our kids sometimes. I and mean, I'm uh, just wondering how in the world are they going to make it. But our kids' minds all the time are being occupied with something. And not just a kid, I've noticed even myself at my age, hey man, if you look around, every time you got a phone in your hand, something is always there to distract you. But let me tell you what you need to do. Just set aside some time for meditation and prayer in the word of God. And the Bible said, and in his law does he meditate. How? Day and night day and night and when you do that hey man you start getting the mind of christ because what the devil wants to do is throw these things at you and then you start imagining he wants you to imagine the worst and amen and when we start imagining the worst amen we find ourselves get in trouble the imagining what if what if I don't have a job? What if I don't have money? What if I got, get sick? Amen. All of these what if is to destroy your mind. But when you can get that word of God in your heart, amen, and you can meditate on it. Think about it. Don't say what you feel. Say what the word says. This is what David said. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He said, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, Amen. This is a saved young man. But though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, you see, although I walk through the valley, I'm not by myself. Amen. He is there with me. He says, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thy prepareth a table before me. In the presence of mine enemies, you anoint my head with oil. Amen. My cup runneth over surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. These what if? Uh-uh, no, nah. don't even think about these what if. Just get a scripture and just meditate on it. The Lord will not leave me. The Lord will not forsake me. The Lord will stay by me. Because what what happened is this. He wants to stay in your mind until he can get in your mouth. When you say something, amen, it manifests. See, we are powerful creatures. God love us. And and, 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 and when God wants to introduce himself to us and want us to know him, he wants you to know how precious you are and how valuable you are in God. You are not just some something out of seven billion people in the world. God knows your name. I don't care what your mom and dad call you. He knows you by name. Amen. And he lets us know, amen, all we got to do is just, uh, amen, just go through the little stuff that he carrying you through so that you can learn. Some of you that have gone to school, gone to college in various places, you know that sometimes the education don't come, amen, cheap. When I say cheap, I'm not talking about the money part of it. I'm talking about the sacrifices that you had to make to learn some of the stuff you know. And then at the end you got to write a thesis. Amen. And and what this thesis does is help you to put in perspective all the things that you have learned. Amen. Amen. And if man is smart enough for that, what about God? Amen. Anything that's worthwhile do not come Cheap does not come easy. But if we can give ourselves to God and let God take you through, you'll find yourself walking in victory. Uh, In the book of Corinthians, chapter 10, this is what he says. Look, this is what he says in uh, Corinthians, chapter 10. He said, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty to God to pull down strongholds. And look at verse 5. It says, casting down imagination. Can I say this? You are where you are now because of the way you've been thinking. You've been thinking a certain way, and the way, the way you think, that's where you're going to end up. But is it said, casting down imagination. And, and what happened is this. Every time something adverse come along, you imagine yourself being in the midst of it and going down, so you got to be careful with the imagination. But the weapons of our warfare are they are mighty through God, casting down imagination in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What you talking about, preacher? God said you're blessed, but you imagining I'm going down. Uh-uh. You're not going down nowhere. Amen. Amen. Uh, There's a scripture that says there, said the righteous are delivered out of trouble. And it it said the wicked take their place. Amen. You need to holler out to somebody saying, I'm moving now. I'm going to another place. Amen. Somebody's going to take my place in trouble because I'm moving out of trouble today on the word of God. So we want to get to know him. I remember, amen, uh, some years ago when Lady and I had just gotten married and just moved into the project. And moving in the project, amen, we, uh, we were so busy, so happy to be able to move in something that we could put our name on. Amen. We didn't have food in the house. We had uh, our baby, which was Leisha. Amen. And we had uh, one potato in the house. And laid it, boiled the potato, mashed it up, and we sat at the table and said grace. And sitting at the table, saying grace, Amen. We realized, Amen, and and doing that that we didn't have any food to eat. And uh, she, we, as we sat at the table and said our oh, grace, uh, Amen. My brother, she looked across the field and saw my brother coming across the field. And while he was in uh, the supermarket, the Holy Ghost spoke to him and said, mix some groceries for your brother and, and your sister. And he made the groceries and came over to the house. And we had groceries and we ate. Lady cooked and we had a feast. But what God was setting me up then for was something bigger. Whatever you're going through, God is setting you up for something bigger Amen. Can you just say that within yourself? God is setting me up for something bigger. And you're not the only one that he sets up. Look at all of the characters in the Bible that got to know God. Moses didn't start out, amen, stretching a rod across the sea. He started out casting a rod on the ground. (laughs) But, amen, he built his faith. He got to know who God is. And God said, I am that I am. He's introducing himself to him. And that same rod that he had in his hand, as faith was building, it turned to a serpent before Pharaoh. It turned the water into blood. It brought uh, lice and fleas and frogs. Amen. But then at the end, when they were going out of Egypt, amen, he he was knowing God by that time. God told him to stretch out his rod. And he stretched out his rod and the ocean opened up. And they went through, not in mud. It would have been a miracle if they went through in mud. But they went through on dry land. God loves you enough. You are a miracle that's about to take place. And I'm just thinking about how God blessed us. Amen. Sometimes you look at people, you see their glory, but you don't know their story. But don't be don't be alarmed when you're going through something. Amen. All ones in the Bible went through something. Amen. They got to know who God is, and they were able. Paul said it like this: "I know in whom I believed, and I trust Him, that He will perfect that." Which concerns me, you can have that kind of faith and that kind of confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And let me tell you, it's a promise that you're going to have problem. Let me tell you, this is like the promise of the Holy Ghost, the promise of healing, the promise of deliverance, the promise of having money. There is a promise also that you're going to go through something. Look, if you will, to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 1 through 7. This is what it said. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Look, look what verse 2 said. Not if, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. See, the thing is, we go through trouble, but a lot of times we don't even feel the trouble because God takes the blood of it. But he's building our faith while we are going through. Verse three says, for I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for a ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Verse four, since thou was precious in my sight. I want you to start thinking about that See, start thinking about how precious you are to God. Take some time, get some time, especially in the morning. Hey, hey, man, we done heard this negative stuff about you ain't this and you ain't that. Take some time to think about this, how precious you are to God. And then Jesus on one occasion said, how many of you that had a child that if the child was to ask you for a piece of bread, you would give them a stone? Suppose they asked you for a fish. Would you give them a serpent? And this is what Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, what about me? And all of this is that you may get to know who Jesus is. Amen. He says, since thou was precious in my sight. Do this for me. The next seven days somewhere, find yourself saying, I am precious in his sight. And see, knowing that God loves you, it helps you also to believe in your prayer. I'm not, not begging a God that can't hear me. I'm praying to a God that loves me beyond anything I could imagine. And see if that don't give you some perspective on your prayer. He's not going to let me stand here in this bag and plead. But he said, if you ask me, I'm going to answer you. Matter of fact, one writer said, before you call, I will answer. And while you're speaking, I will say, here I am. But he says, since thou was precious in my sight, thou has been honorable and I have loved thee. Therefore, will I give men for thee and people for thy life. God will ransom anything off for you. That's how precious you are in God's sight. You are somebody. Get to know your Savior. Verse 5 says, fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. Amen. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the end of the earth. You somebody, child. You are somebody. You are loved by God. And all of this come about because God says, I want you to get to know me. Know who I am. When you know who God is, When you call on him, you know he will answer your prayer. He will bring you out. He will deliver you, amen. Learn to develop an attitude of gratitude. Instead of you complaining, see, that's what makes your trials worse, is when you complain. But if you can learn to get an attitude, start thanking God. Start thanking God. It's not over. I'm not going to drown. I'm not going to lose all the stuff that I am. See, we are in the midst of a of that uh, a great, uh, I don't know what you want to call this stuff. I didn't ever think I would see a day like this. But we are in the midst of all of this. S- still learn to develop an attitude of love and appreciation. Rather than Complaining, learn how to thank God. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Let God arise. Let His enemies be scattered. Let God arise. What do you mean, let God arise? When you praise Him, He arises. Because that's just like in the devil's face saying, I believe in this God that I serve, hallelujah. I'm gonna boast in the Lord because he is my God. I've been in trouble, but he never left me in trouble. I've been crying all night, but I cried at night, but joy came in the morning. He never failed me, he never let me down. He was always there to deliver me. And in this we're going through now, develop an attitude of gratitude. Let me tell you what, when you get an attitude of gratitude, uh, when you go through it makes it goes down easier, <laughs> just start thanking God. He'll take the pain away from a lot of stuff you're going through if you develop an attitude of gratitude. And Paul puts it this way in the book of Romans chapter five, verses three through five in the King James, it said, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation also knowing that tribulation worketh patience. See, whatever you're going through is working out something good on the inside of you. And patient experience and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that is given unto us. Amen. And lastly, let's give you this text in the book of Daniel, chapter number 11, verse number 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupted by flattery. But this is the key right here. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You are about to do exploits, not just the ordinary stuff. You are about to do exploits because you know your God. Rest in him. The Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace, they rested. Lion, uh, Daniel in the lion den, he rested. Paul on the ship that was shipwrecked, he rested. And We can rest in God, believe in him and trust him. And I want to say to you, don't Put yourself down and talk about all that you've done in the past. Whatever you've done in the past, God loves you enough. God don't want to send you to hell. He wants you to be saved. That's why he went to a cross and died on a cross that you could be saved. And this is what the Bible says, Why we were yet sinners, not when we got better, not when we did good, but why we were yet sinners, Christ died. He loves you. And now, if you can just turn your heart and mind to Jesus, he is anxious to have you and make you one of the kids. Truth be told, whether you're in church or in the world, all of us got something to go through with. But the difference is if I'm in church, God is in there with me. I don't have to carry the blunt of the load. He carries the load for me. Man that is born of a woman is what? A few days and they are full of trouble. So whether you're in church or out of church, you got trouble. So why not rest in Jesus and let Jesus make everything all right for you? Right now, friend, if you would just open your heart and acknowledge Jesus as Lord, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I acknowledge you as God, come in and save me and deliver me from my sin. You don't have to beg. You don't have to plead. He's waiting there to come in. Amen. This is simple as that. And when He comes in, He'll fill your heart with joy and with hope and great aspiration. He loves you. And if you give your life to Him, He will save you. He will deliver you in Jesus' name. When well, we're praying for you, we'll believe God for you. Amen. When you have made that decision, contact us. Amen. And we'll be, we'll rush out to help you. Amen. To find everything that you need in Christ Jesus. Well, God bless you until next time. Amen. Let the Lord, amen, reign in your life. Make him Lord over everything that you do. Amen. And he will do that for you, that you may get to know him. God said, I want you to get to know me. Once you get to know him, you'll find out everything is all right when you get to know who Jesus is. Until next time, may God bless you. Heaven smile upon you is our prayer in Jesus' name.